Today's episode of Locked on Stars is a mailbag episode where I answer some of you guys' questions from Twitter. We'll be talking about my favorite non-top line for the Dallas Stars, talking about some of the defensemen on the team, and then we'll close things out talking about how the COVID-19 pandemic is continuing to affect the NHL and how it could start dipping its hands into the Beijing Olympics. All of this coming up on a Thursday edition of Locked on Stars. Your Locked On Stars, your daily podcast on the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Howdy, Stars fans. Welcome back to the Locked On Stars podcast, the only daily podcast covering the Dallas Stars. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Dane Lewis, and it is Thursday, December 16th, uh, and it's a mailbag day. Uh, you know, kind of a weird day, like I said, to close out yesterday's show. Uh, no game to recap, no game coming up tonight. Uh, I feel like that's just kind of how the schedule has been for the Stars over the past little bit. A lot of back-to-backs, a lot of, you know, games with only one day in between, uh, but, you know, kind of exciting, I guess, to to have some some time off, and I say time off, even though, you know, we're still out here recording the show, business as usual, but just talking about a little bit different things, and so I went to Twitter to ask you guys for some questions to talk about on today's episode, but before we get into all that good stuff, I do want to take a moment and say thank you for stopping by today's episode of Locked on Stars, whether this is your first time here or you are a recurring listener, thank you for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Be sure to subscribe and follow the podcast wherever you get your podcast at, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform, uh, wherever you best see fit to do that. I always appreciate that from you guys. And also, I'm going to say this say this at the start of the show. This has nothing to do with hockey, so I'll be quick with it. Uh, but do not spoil Spider-Man Far From Home for anybody, whether that's myself or someone else. Don't be that guy or girl. Uh, yeah, you're not impressing anyone. No one thinks that it's funny or cool. This is a huge moment. This is the biggest cinematic moment where spoilers definitely are like are not needed. Maybe I, since Endgame. Uh, so that's out there. Um, just doing my little service to the world, I guess. Uh, don't spoil Spider-Man. Uh, let people have fun. Let people enjoy the movie for themselves. But now we can talk about hockey. Now that I'm uh done trying to save myself and others from having a potentially great movie ruined for them. Uh, let's get into some of the questions that I got asked. Shout out to uh, Tex Critter on Twitter at Cubs Madonna for asking me kind of a two-sided question that we'll get into today. Um, the first of those, uh, he asked me, um, what is the best non-top line for this Dallas Stars team? Uh, and, you know, and then he also asked, which we'll talk about this in the next segment, but just so it's already out there, who I like for our six defensemen on this Dallas Stars team, uh, Hanley, Sekera, or another option. Uh, so let's kind of start out with that t- that top line ish question. Um, you know, clearly if you've listened to this show for any amount of time, or if you've just been following the Dallas stars, especially on their winning streak, you know, how very, very good the top line for the Dallas stars is when they're healthy. Of course, Ruth Bayhens, as of right now on IR, uh, with a non COVID related illness, hopefully we'll be back for tomorrow night's game. Uh, that's a big, hopefully fingers crossed on that one because the stars desperately need him back on the ice. Uh, but it's easy to say that robo Pavs and Rupe, uh, easily one of the favorite lines among fans. Definitely my favorite. They're so much fun to watch together. My goodness. Um, and it's clearly one of the consistent lines. Uh, you know, it's very much set in stone, whether they're the starters or not for each game. Uh, those guys are almost always on the ice at the same time. 
And there's really a lot of movement between the other nine forwards on the team, which I feel like I kind of knew, um, but, you know, kind of taking a deeper dive, looking at different websites that has the lines listed out. Looks like there's been just a lot of shuffling uh, amongst guys on the lines. And of course, that's just the coaching staff trying to figure things out and figure out who needs to be on the ice at what times. But I, yeah, I had to think about this one and kind of take a look and see what some of the lines have been and look at some of the previous games. And I think my favorite line that I've seen other than Rupe Hintz, Jason Robertson, and Joe Pavelski, uh, at least three guys that I like seeing on the ice at the same time. And I think that there's some potential there uh, if they have more time and they can establish this, this group as a consistent line. Uh, you put Michael Raffle at the left wing, Jamie Benn at center, and Dennis Gurianov at the right wing. Uh, you know, the stats aren't too crazy for these guys. They're obviously not going to put up the kind of numbers that the top line's going to put up, that the Minutemen are going to put up. Uh, you know, Michael Raffle, three goals, four assists. Jamie Benn, seven goals, six assists. And Gurianov, four goals and four assists on this young season. Uh, I'm going to have to stop saying young season at some point because the season is just going to continue to get older. Uh, but here in the early stages, kind of before the midway point, uh, nothing crazy, but, you know, these guys have all played fairly well. Uh, I, I feel like Gary Onoff was a guy that I had higher expectations for going into this season, and he hasn't quite cracked up to those expectations yet. Um, he's had some very nice moments and had some really good games uh, where his speed has been on display um, and just his his awareness and you know smarts for the game, if you will. Uh, his hockey IQ, which I think Michael Raffle and Ben also have that. Jamie Ben obviously getting a little bit older. Um, but a guy that's still, you know, most more often than not a good guy to have on the ice, uh, plays really well on the boards and also, you know, the captain of this team and, and knows how to position himself well on the ice. And of course, we know what Michael Raffle can do. Uh, again, if you listen to this show uh, with any consistency at all, I talk about Michael Raffle and Luke Glendening a lot, talking about how great they've been for the Stars since they came over in free agency this summer. Uh, Raffle, a really, really smart guy, makes a lot of underrated plays. And, you know, he's not going to be a flashy guy in the stat sheet. But a guy, you know, he assisted on those Rupe shorthanded goals back when the Stars played St. Louis earlier this season for the first time. Uh, plays like that are just the reason why he's so underrated and such a value to any team that he's on. And so I just like the the, the, the skill set of these three guys on the ice at the same time. Uh, Jamie Benn's kind of power and finesse with Dennis Gurionov's speed and Michael Raffle's IQ. Uh, you know, I, I really like those three guys together and they have shared some games on the same line together this season. And then there will be times where they kind of get broken up and placed in different spots. But I think if those guys could find some chemistry um, and, and maybe the coaching staff just hasn't seen that. But I think that there's that those threes uh, that their skill sets complement each other really well. And I think that that could be a fun line to watch as this season goes on, if they get more playing time with the three of them on the ice at the same time. But I think overall, this question kind of made me you know, sit back and realize we talked yesterday about how valuable Rupe is to this team and how, you know, I think that there's really no question that he's the most valuable player on this team. Uh, and the stars would be absolutely nothing without the efforts of him this season that really you could also just kind of make that argument for this whole top line uh, that the weakness of this team is that Dallas has that top line and then everything else below that. It's just kind of like shrug emoji for lack of a better term. Uh, you know, this team is going to go as that top line goes. And right now the top line's not going because it's missing its best player and it's missing the best player on the team. Um, and, you know, it, it puts the stars in a tough predicament to have to rely on all the offense to come from just three guys. When you have 12 forwards on the roster, uh, you know, that that's almost unfair. I mean, clearly we saw that those three guys, Rupe, Pavs and Robo can live up to that and they can, you know, do a lot of damage offensively, but there needs to be another line or maybe two that can step up and provide that consistent offense uh, to really help the stars 
get back to what they were doing during that win streak, which was just put pressure on other teams. And we just haven't seen that kind of over this losing skid. Um, of course, we haven't seen a whole lot of Rupe over the losing skid, and I think that's played a huge factor. But really, no one else has stepped up. And of course, we all know uh, what Rick Bonus had to say about some guys being no-shows, uh, air quotes, if you will. Um, and, and I know people have their opinions on that. Uh, and I won't get into that either. That's a discussion for another day. Uh, but yeah, just definitely want to see some other guys step up behind that top line. As much as we love that top line and as huge of a factor as that top line is, certainly need to see, uh, you know, three to six guys step up and kind of, you know, take on some more responsibility for this team because this team is not going to get very far if they make the postseason, if they even get to the postseason uh, without some additional help for that top line. Well, coming up next, we'll take a minute and talk about some of the defensemen on this Dallas Stars team and who I think should round out the defenseman depth chart at the sixth spot. Uh, and we'll talk about that because it might not be the answer that you're quite expecting. But before we do that, I do want to take a moment and say thank you to one of the sponsors of today's episode of Lockdown Stars, and that is Stat Hero. No one plays daily fantasy sports to lose. Winning feels so much better. But traditional fantasy sports are a long-term losing proposition because you never know who or what you're up against. Stat Hero is the first of its kind in daily fantasy sports where it's you versus the house in head-to-head fantasy matchups. Winner take all. And here's the crazy part. Stat Hero shows you their lineups before you play and you handpick the team you want to face one-on-one. This never-before-seen innovation of a fantasy sports and sports betting hybrid has Stat Hero players clocking odds that are over four times better. Why? Because you don't have to compete against thousands of experts or unknowns. Stat Hero puts you in control of your fate. With Stat Hero, you are in control of the stakes. You decide how much you're going to play for, and Stat Hero has no choice but to take it because they're daring you to beat them. You can sign up for free right now at stathero.com hockey, and then use the promo code hockey for a 100% deposit match. That's stathero.com hockey, promo code hockey, for a 100% match. Moving on to the next segment of today's episode of Locked on Stars, your first listen of the day. I want to take a moment and talk about the, the second part of Tex Critter's question on Twitter, talking about who I would like to see in the sixth defenseman spot consistently for this Dallas Stars team. Uh, you know, he asked Andre Sekera or Joel Hanley. Those have kind of been the two guys in that spot. We saw a little bit of Thomas Harley earlier this season, but now he's back and at the AHL level with the Texas Stars. Uh, and it's kind of a little bit of a loaded question. Um, and I think defenseman has, you know, been a, a spot of consistency for this team. Uh, Miro Haskinen obviously being the cream of the crop of that group, but still some nice seasons from Essa Lindell, John Klingberg, Ryan Suter's kind of come along nicely for the Stars team, Yanni Hockenpah. But that sixth spot, uh, rightfully so, has just been kind of a, a question mark. No one has really stood out. Um, and, you know, I think, you know, as of right now, if it's just between Sekera and, and Hanley, I would think I would have to pick Sekera. He's certainly up there in age, but I don't think he's really a liability. He's just not doing too much good. He's just kind of a neutral player, which his plus minus says that as his plus minus is at a zero. Uh, he has three assists on the year. Those are his only points. Hanley has no points and his plus minus is minus two. Certainly not the worst on the team, but also not getting a whole lot of minutes. Uh, Sekera has been playing a lot more recently than Hanley has. And so I, I think, you know, if I only had to pick between those two guys, I think Andre Sekera is the guy I would pick. Um, he is on the last year of his contract. Can't imagine that he's going to be coming back to the team next season. Don't know if he'll go to any team next season, just with the age that he's at. 
Uh, we could see him retiring. We might see him go to a different team. Who knows? But I cannot imagine he'll be back with the Dallas Stars next season, especially considering some of the guys that they may potentially be looking to sign in the offseason uh, that are younger and have a little bit more to offer to this team long term. Uh, but speaking of the long term, you know, if I could have it my way and maybe move some pieces around if I was the GM for a day, uh, I guess it had to be more than a day to make a decision like this. But I think Ben Gleason. Uh, has a chance to see the NHL really, really soon. And it wouldn't be for the first time. Ben Gleason is a guy currently playing down in Cedar Park with the Texas Stars, who actually played four games in the NHL back in 2018, uh, where he actually recorded a point uh, in a home game against Nashville and actually assisted on Denis Garionov's first NHL goal. Uh, kind of a, a deep cut there that I uh, was kind of unaware of that he was in on that play. Uh, had to go back and watch the replay, and sure enough, uh, you know, Ben Gleason took a shot from the top, from the blue line, uh, and Denis Garyanov ended up, I believe, getting a piece of the puck as it was flying towards the goal, getting his first NHL goal. But that is uh, Ben Gleason's only NHL point. Again, only played in four games in his young career. But he currently leads the Texas Stars defenseman in points with 11, three goals and eight assists. He does have 33 penalty minutes, uh, but I think that that won't hopefully be something that would carry over if he ever does come up to the NHL level. Um, which, you know, if there's injuries or something happens where there has to be a quick spot filled, I would have to think that he'd be the first guy to get the call up just the way that he's playing this season. Um, seems to be the best defenseman on the Texas Stars team, having a really, really nice year down there so far. Uh, and, you know, he's he's really young. I think he's only 23 right now, if I'm not mistaken. And so would really like to see him at the NHL level really, really soon. Um, and, you know, and even if it's not this season, I imagine he's, you know, going to be with the team a while, an undrafted guy. Uh, that's worked really hard and, and playing really well. So he could be kind of a diamond in the rough kind of guy. Still has a way to go as far as development. But, you know, it's nice to have a guy like him within the organization because even though there's been a lot of really good play from our defensemen this season, there, there's still, you know, some fascinating questions, if you will, kind of going with this group. Like, will John Klingberg be back next year? We talked about Sekiro probably not coming back. Klingberg is one of those guys who potentially could be getting re-signed from the Stars uh, this offseason. Um, with his contract also expiring, but Klingberg having a little bit left in the tank, it seems. Will Ryan Suter play out his full deal? That's another question that the Stars kind of have to take into consideration. He's up there in age. He's he's getting pretty old, and you know the Stars signed him to a four-year deal to the surprise of many, including myself this offseason. Seems like a pretty long deal for a guy who you know seems to be kind of in the twilight of his career. Will Essa Lindell start to, de to decline at all? He's starting to get close to his 30s. Uh, still has a few years left on his contract. Has he reached his peak? Will, have we seen the best hockey that we're going to see from Essa? And another question that is kind of running through my mind is, can Yanni Hockenpah work his way up the depth chart during the time of his contract with the Stars? Obviously, I know I've, you've heard me talk about how much I like him this season. Some of the guests on this show that I've had have talked about how they like Yanni Hockenpah and how that was a very underrated signing. Um, and so there's just a lot of questions with the Stars defenseman group outside of Miro Haskinen. We know that he just inked his new deal over the offseason, and we have him for quite a while now. Um, but yeah, a really, really interesting situation. So I would pick Andre Sekera to answer the question officially, uh, unless Ben Gleason was an option. Uh, would love to see him at the NHL level really, really soon, whether that's this season or maybe at the start of next season, whenever things get shuffled around a little bit. So that's kind of my answer on who should fill that sixth defenseman spot. Don't necessarily have a problem with Andre Sekera, 
Um, but if we ever start to see a decline from him, I don't think Hanley's going to be the guy to solve all the issues there. So maybe bring up Gleason and let him see, let, you know, give it a whirl and let him see how he does uh, with the team and see if he's able to establish any chemistry with guys on the team and make an immediate impact like some of the other rookies have gotten to do this season, like Jake Peterson and Riley Damiani. Well, coming up next to close out the show, we'll take a moment and kind of talk about how the COVID-19 pandemic is still affecting the NHL, uh, even though, you know, it kind of seemed maybe at the start of the year like we were going to be out of the woods, uh, but we are by no means out of those woods, unfortunately. But before we talk about that, do you want to take a moment and say thank you to another sponsor of today's episode, and that is Primal Origin Oils. If you or someone you care about has a beard, it needs to get Primal. Maybe you're that guy who has never considered the benefits of treating your beard with product. Primal Origin Oils will stop the itch and make your beard look groomed and healthy. Won't look like some of the nasty beards you see in the NHL. As a guy who has a beard myself, you know, I can respect the long beard. Uh, I think it looks good on a lot of men, but also there's a time and place to have that. And there's a time and place to keep your beard looking nice, groomed, and healthy. And Primal Origin Oils can help you out with that 100%. Their products are free from harmful synthetic ingredients and with low impact on our planet. Primal Origin Oils makes balms, oils, and whipped butter that are renowned as the best feel in beard products available. All products are fair trade certified and handcrafted in the United States. The combo kits make for a great holiday gift, and if you're shopping for yourself, you'll be glad you did if you pick up one of the combo kits from Primal Origin. We know that every company claims to have the best, but Primal Origin Oils challenges you to compare their ingredients and the feel in beard to the other products you've used. We promise you will see and feel the difference. Remember, use the code LOCKEDON to get 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com. Again, you can get 20% off at PrimalOriginOils.com by using our code LOCKEDON today. And to close out today's episode of Locked on Stars, I want to take a moment and talk about COVID a little bit, uh, which is unfortunate because I know it's not a fun thing to talk about. I don't bring it up in by any means to be divisive or controversial, uh, but I think it's an important thing to talk about right now, especially just in the world of sports and the world of the NHL. And, and just kind of give my thoughts on the matter, not that my my thoughts are you know the final say and that my thoughts are more important than others, but I think that this is also just a good avenue for me to kind of think about how I think through some of these things, uh, but also just acknowledge it because, you know, as, uh, as much as we all hate this pandemic and what it's done, um, you know, it's still around and, and hopefully it's something, you know, that, that we'll be rid of soon. Uh, but it still has its hands, its nasty hands here in the world of sports. Uh, 130 NHL players have been placed on the COVID-19 protocol list this season. Uh, and around 30 of those have been just within the last few days, within the last week or so. I know Minnesota and I believe it was Carolina had one of their games postponed. I believe that was Tuesday night. A few other games have been postponed due to several players and coaches and team personnel being placed on this COVID-19 protocol list. No Dallas Stars have been placed on the list yet, though. Several guys have had a non-COVID related illness. Group A Hints and Alexander Radulov. The recent victims of that, there was kind of that bug cold going around the locker room. Hopefully that goes away because that's still not fun either way. Um, and, you know, ESPN's Emily Kaplan put out an article yesterday kind of detailing the NHL's plan to implement enhanced COVID protocols, you know, for a part of this season. Uh, and they are going to implement similar protocols to what they had last season, uh, at least through January 7th. So these are not 
being put in place for the rest of this NHL season, but at least through January 7th. And like I said, kind of the same thing that players and coaches were having to do throughout all of last season, which was, you know, players and coaches tested daily, everyone wearing face masks around the facilities, virtual meetings, limited social interactions, really just outside of, you know, time on the rink, the hotel, uh, on the bus, things like that. You know, so very, very similar, just in an effort to kind of slow the spread of the disease. Uh, and obviously, um, we know a lot of almost every single NHL player is vaccinated outside of Tyler Bertuzzi of Detroit. That's what Kaplan wrote in the article. And many players have already gotten their COVID booster. Uh, so, you know, players, coaches kind of doing their part to help slow the spread in that sense. But, you know, as we know, just because you have the vaccine doesn't necessarily mean you can't get COVID. Uh, and, you know, it, it might not make you as sick or affect you as much, but you can still, you know, catch the disease, uh, which, you know, is happening here in the NHL because we know that almost every single player has the vaccine yet is still being put on the list. Uh, and clearly the big concern is the safety of the team, the personnel for the teams and their families, the fans, things like that. Uh, you know, you don't want these people who either, you know, have tested positive or been in contact to potentially, you know, spread the disease to other people uh, because, you know, that, that's just not good. And clearly we're better equipped now with vaccines than we were back when all of this started back in March 2020. But the NHL has no plans to pause the season as of right now, according to the article on ESPN by Kaplan. Uh, you know, no plans to postpone, uh, you know, any stretch of the season. They'll postpone games, but they're not just going to put a pause on the season. Uh, just like I said, because the, you know, the league and the world in general is a little bit more well equipped to handle this outbreak than it than it was a while back. Uh, and though, you know, that's happening, it does now seem likely, uh, I feel like it's kind of just a matter of when they're going to announce it, not if, that the NHL may not allow players to participate in the Beijing Olympics in February 2022. Uh, and, you know, I, I think if, you know, if that does happen, if the NHL players cannot play in Beijing, I still think it would be smart if the league just hit pause from February 4th to 20th. If those are the dates for the Winter Olympics in Beijing. And I just think that would be really smart, uh, one, just to let guys and, you know, throughout the league rest up spend time with their families uh, and hopefully kind of slow the spread uh, or stop most of it for the most part just because guys might not be around each other as much outside of just with their own team practicing but it's going to be a little bit harder to spread uh, i imagine you know in those situations where you're not traveling city to city playing with other teams being in the facility with other people that work for you know other teams uh you know venues, things like that. Uh, I feel like just less likely to spread the disease and also guys just benefiting from a little bit more time off. So I'm interested to see kind of how all of this unfolds. I, I don't necessarily want to see a pause just because uh, I think that that throws a lot of things off. And then, you know, you get to the playoffs and, you know, teams miss out on the playoffs or some teams get in and you're like, oh, this wouldn't have happened with the pause. Um, and of course, uh, player safety, the safety of people is clearly more important than sports. Uh, sports are just a game. But uh, you know, just personally, I know myself, hopefully we don't see a pause in the season. Completely understand the postponement of games as frustrating as it can be. But like I said, clearly the priority is to keep people safe. Uh, and, you know, that includes the people in the league and their families, fans, whoever it might be. Uh, so hopefully, you know, I feel like what could clearly very well happen is that NHL players are told they can't participate in the Olympics, which would also be unfortunate uh, just because these are the best hockey players in the world that represent their countries in the National Hockey League. And it would be so fun to watch a uh, lot of really, really good, talented teams, probably several Dallas Stars players, uh, especially guys from the Finnish Mafia uh, looking to represent their country of Finland um, and also some of the other countries. I imagine there'd be some other guys making their rosters for their national teams, uh, which would be unfortunate. But 
again, for the sake and safety of themselves and for their teams and for their families might not be the best decision, but I, I think, you know, that that would be best case scenario, kind of hitting pause during the Olympic two week period uh, and letting guys rest up then rather than just having to hit a random pause at another random point in the season, but we'll see how it all unfolds. Uh, I'm still kind of, you know, just thinking through the best case scenario, if you will, and maybe nothing will come of this. Maybe, uh, things will will slow down soon, which doesn't seem super likely, but you never really know uh, just with where we are right now in the stage of this pandemic. Still super chaotic, uh, like I said earlier, not necessarily out of the woods yet, but very curious to see how all of this unfolds. But that's going to do it for today's episode of Locked on Stars. Thank you again for making Locked on Stars your first listen of the day. Now go make your second listen of the day, the Locked on Bets podcast, your daily one-stop shop for all of your gambling needs. Locked on Bets, hosted by your boy Q, with expert analysis and insight from Lee Sterling. Be sure to tune into tomorrow's show as we preview yet another game against the St. Louis Blues. The Dallas Stars will be matching up with their division rivals yet again, this time on the road at the Enterprise Center in St. Louis for the first time this season. For the first time in a long time because these two teams did not play last season. And so it's been a minute since they've been to the Enterprise Center and the Dallas Stars are going to be looking to get back on track and get back in the win column. And hopefully Rupe Hintz will be playing knock on wood. But be sure to follow me on Twitter at Dane double underscore Lewis. That's at D-A-N-E two underscores L-E-W-I-S. And also follow the show on Twitter at Locked on Stars. Remember, be on the lookout for mailbag questions. If you want to have your question featured on the show, be on the lookout for those when I send those out. And I just might read your question on the episode. Be sure to subscribe and follow the Locked on Stars podcast wherever you get your podcasts at, whether that's on YouTube or your favorite podcasting platform. But that's going to do it for me today. I hope you guys have a great day, and we will see you back here tomorrow, Stars fans.